I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. Search engines use content to, to display in search results. So if you don't have content on your website, then, you know, you basically won't be showing up. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 26. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? We would really love to hear what you think. We actually have, um, I think it's nine five-star reviews right now on Apple Podcasts, Jesse. Ooh, great. I'm so but excited no, to hear no, like, written reviews. So if you would like to leave a review with, like, some some comments, we'd love to hear that, too. But if you just want to leave the five stars, we'll take it. Yeah. We'll take it. Mm-hmm. Um, for today's episode, we're chatting with Veronica Solomon of Wordy Veronica, a content marketing company that helps grow biz- people's businesses. She's going to share three mistakes we should avoid when creating content. But first, before before we go any further, we're going to talk about another mistake, which, well, can be a mistake. What are you drinking, Jesse? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, today I am uh, keeping it pretty boring. I'm sticking with black coffee because it's still cold and crappy outside mm-hmm. here in the Boston, the Boston area where um, we're recording this in May. So it's dreary. It's gloomy. Feels more like April. Yeah. Or so, March. So just the coffee for me, for me today. <sighs> well, I've just got my tea ginger peach tea oh that sounds good though it is my sister and brother-in-law had given us like i forget what even holiday they gave it to me for but this Mm. big thing of tea from um target strangely enough and there was a bunch of different flavors oh and unfortunately i cannot seem to find the brand to like buy it online anywhere and it was like a gift set kind of thing for oh yeah i don't know christmas or i don't know something and (laughs) i'm I'm now still trying to find it because it's really delicious. Some of these yeah, are really delicious. That sounds really amazing. I know. Well, we are going to throw it right now to our interview with Veronica Solomon, founder of Wordy Veronica, a content marketing search engine optimization and copywriting firm. She had some very interesting points to help us with creating our content, as well as some unexpected places to find inspiration. Today we have with us Veronica Solomon. Veronica is a digital marketing consultant based out of Sanford, Florida. With nearly a decade of experience in the marketing world, she has since transitioned to the freelancing world through her company, Wordy Veronica, where she focuses on helping coaches and content creators generate traffic to their website using the power of Pinterest. Welcome, Veronica. We are so happy to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me. Great. Now, great. First off, uh, we have to ask the question uh, we ask everybody. This is cocktails and content creation. So what are you drinking? I am drinking a virgin Moscow mule, which is basically just ginger beer. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So wait, do you put the like, it's ginger beer and then lime. Do you use the lime? So um, actually, I'm just drinking straight ginger beer. So no lime. <laughs> but um, just She just wanted to make it fancy for us. Yeah. I I love it. Cocktails and content creation. I have to have something cocktail inspired. You know, I really appreciate it because most of the people we do record this, you know, in the morning on Wednesday. So work day. So most of the people that we talk to, even though, as I said, it's cocktails and content creation, they're like, well, I'm just drinking water or coffee. So I really (laughs) appreciate and there's nothing wrong with that. I appreciate the effort being made here. I know that's we may a, need to re- we may need to rethink our recording times and have it actually be <laughs> in the evening. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
<laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Or just, <laughs> or we can just get, you know, lushes for guests or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> um, so Veronica, tell us a little bit about your journey and what it is that you do with Wordy Veronica. Yeah, so I've been a content writer and digital marketer for over nine years. So after I graduated from college, I went to the University of South Florida. I got my first marketing job with a wedding photographer in Orlando. And so I did social media for her, a lot of blog writing. Um, And then after that, I spent six years at a major label printing company. And I did content marketing, SEO, PPC, and social media. And I left in 2019 to start my business, Wordy Veronica. And my focus is all about blending creative writing and digital marketing. Um, And this can be anything from generating engagement and driving action through content, optimizing a website to rank higher in search results, or increasing um, a return on a PPC campaign through fine-tuned ads and landing pages. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) that was kind of a mouthful. But um, so you've been on your own then for the last two years. How are you enjoying it? Yeah, it's been great. Um, I've partnered with a lot of great agencies. So um, in addition to working with businesses directly, um, I've had the pleasure of working with digital marketing agency owners, helping them with their clients. So it's been a big learning experience and, um, you know, both promoting my own business, but also doing it for clients as well. Awesome. I love that. I love that. So the the topic of this conversation is all about creating content and you're going to tell us some, you know, mistakes people can avoid when creating their content. But let's back up a little bit and tell us, you know, what is content creation and why is it so important? Yeah, so content creation is basically the process of researching your audience, identifying relevant topic ideas, creating written or visual content, and then distributing the content to your audience. So I think it's important for a lot of different reasons. So it builds brand trust and establishes you as an authority, but it also can help you in your um, buyer's journey. So it can help move your prospects from awareness to consideration to decision. So you can create content for all those different buying stages. And then also um, it's crucial for digital marketing and I have a strong SEO background, so I kind of tend to look at look at it in that way. So, you know, search engines use content to, to display in search results. So if you don't have content on your website, then, you know, you basically won't be showing up in search results for um, relevant keywords for your products or services. Yeah, that makes, I mean, that obviously makes total sense. And you know, we've, we've talked about um, SEO on the show before, and it just seems, it seems to be such an elusive thing. It seems to be something that a lot of people make much harder than it actually is. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, it might be SEO professionals kind of making it seem so, so, you know, so they can make money. But at the end of the day, like, I think uh, content and user experience, if you have those two things down, like, your website is going to perform better in search results. Like, so you don't like, yes, having the technical optimization definitely helps, but like, you know, say, you know, you just don't know that kind of stuff. If you can at least focus on creating quality content and then also providing a good user experience, then uh, you're pretty much set. I love that content and user experience. I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking notes because that's such a good little nugget. Yeah. 
we often hear on the show that like, you know, you need to be providing value to your audience. It's not just, there's this, there's this mistake out there that's like, it's all about me or it's all about my product and everything. And really it's all about your user, your customer, um, getting out there. Like, because if you're just talking about yourself, like people aren't really going to care too much. Like you always have to ask yourself why, why should somebody care? Like, because if you're only just talking about the the features of your product or service, people are going to get bored quickly. But if you spin it as like, what are the benefits that they're getting from this product or service? Like, then that's when they start getting interested. Because like you're talking directly to them instead of just being like, oh, my product does this, my product does that. No, like, what does it offer to that customer? So yeah, so let's dive right into it. So um, walk us through three mistakes to avoid when creating content and how we can actually avoid them. Yeah. So uh, the first mistake that I think is not having a strategy to begin with. So it's not enough to just like publish content and share it on social media and just kind of hope for the best. Mm -hmm. To me, to get the most value out of the content is to think of all the ways that you can use the content. So for example, you have a blog article. You can use that blog article to generate multiple social media posts. You can use key points from that article in a newsletter. You can reach out to relevant influencers to get them to share it on their social media or get backlinks from their website. Um, You can use that article to email prospects if they need more information about something. So like, think of all the different ways that you can kind of get the most bang for your buck out of that content. It doesn't just have to sit on your website or sit on your social media um, because once you publish it, like it, that's not the end goal. It's really like, what's the next step after that? So thinking about the strategy, is it really sitting down and, you know, identifying, you know, okay, I want to write this thing or I have this idea for a topic and then figuring out what the best formats are for us? Or can you, can you tell us a little bit more about like what the strategy looks like? As far as the formats go, like, I definitely think certain topic ideas kind of gravitate more towards a format. So like if it's something that's a more technical idea, then like a long form blog article, like, you know, a thousand or 2000 words would be good. But if it's something that you're like showing a process that you're actually like kind of teaching, then it could be like a video where you're doing like a screen record or, you know, it's actually you in front of the camera um, showing how to do something. So I think it depends on, um, what the topic idea is first before you get to the format. And then once you have the format, like say you create a video, you can use that video to, you know, enhance a landing page. Like what I like to do is like basically like, okay, I have this piece of content. What are all the different ways that I can like use it on my website, use it on my social, mm-hmm. um, use it in email. So like if you don't use email currently, then it doesn't make sense to think of like, how am I going to use it in a newsletter? But look at all the different ways that you are currently promoting or that you promote your business. And like, just think of um, basically just different ways to kind of like weave that content into all these different channels that you're already on. Yeah, that's another that's another common theme we get on the show is how to repurpose content because I feel like so many people are just so focused on create, create, create. Mm -hmm. And then they have all this great stuff and then it just kind of gets used once and 
dies, <laughs> to put it plainly. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I, str- so strategies number one. Mm-hmm. What what's what's the second mistake? So I kind of touched on this earlier, but the second mistake is not thinking about the user experience or kind of like leaving it as an afterthought. So mm-hmm. user experience is big right now. Um, you know, several years ago they were saying you know content is king, but user experience is like kind of taking over right now, and especially like in light of Google's new Core Web Vitals is rolling out. I don't know. If heard of those, um, but basically it's new ranking signals for page experience. So basically it's um, how fast your page loads, um, how quickly it responds to like a button click and how quickly it also like, uh, it's called visual stability. So like how like things move around, if it's like takes a long time for your content to settle into place, Mm -hmm. uh, that's not a good user experience. So there are different ways that you can provide a good user experience. So things like accessibility, like is it easy to, the content is easy to find if, like when somebody lands on your home page and they find it easily. Another thing is having fast load speeds, like page loading, the video loading, um, having easy to read copy. So having subheadings, spacing, using bullet points, and then also like adding links to relevant resources to kind of like help your like, your audience learn more about, you know, whatever topic that you're already, like that they're trying to learn more about. So um, I think being able to like, it's not just enough to, you know, focus on the research and the topic side, but it's also like when you finally get that person to land on the content, like what is their experience with it? So now you, you kind of got into, like you explained with the fonts and, um, the head the headers and stuff when it comes to site speed i i know i, I keep hearing how important it is like people are only going to stick around so long if there's i mean that i do the same thing mm-hmm. if i'm sitting there waiting for a page to load i'm gonna dip bag out unless i'm seriously interested in what they have to say i'm gonna bounce off which of course increases bounce rate and that's no good but what are some do you know of some useful tools or plugins or whatever um i know some people work on like wordpress some people work on squarespace so there's a there's a couple different things going on but are there in general are there like a couple of useful tools that can you know speed up websites you know smaller images and you know Mm -hmm. what what would you suggest if someone's looking to speed up their site so yeah i would definitely say like optimizing your images so um not having them too big and also like uh compressing them. Um, I, I think one of you are, is a photographer, so you probably know more about like image Jesse. So, yeah. so making sure that, you know, it's not this huge file that's just going to like bog down your page. Um, and there's also like plugins, like uh, I use auto optimize. So that oh. like, helps. Yeah. It's a WordPress plugin. So that helps also um, uh, optimize your images to make them load faster. Um, I'm going to check that out. So I'm a WordPress user, Jesse's Squarespace, which is why I said the, t- the two different ones. And I don't even know if WordPress, if Squarespace has like tr- plugins like WordPress does. Um, so, okay. I'm going to check that one out today. Yeah. I think that's really, I think this whole point is really important that you brought up because today I know I personally get very impatient. I think we're, uh, you know, a generation of need it now, need it fast. And, yeah. you know, taking that extra- instant gratification reducing that one second of load time could mean could make all the difference break, make yeah. a, break, a lead or something so 
And absolutely. And like also making sure that your website doesn't have like a necessary code on it. And, you know, I'm, you probably have to work with like a web developer to make sure that like your code is clean. But like when you have all this stuff on your back end, it bogs your website down and people don't see like see that on the front. So they're not like, oh, you know, why is this page that like it doesn't have a lot of content that's taking forever to load? It might be because like there's all this extra stuff that you really don't need. So mm-hmm. um, if you find that your website is really slow and like I would um, work with a web developer to see what's going on. So we have not having a strategy, not considering the user experience. What would you say the third big mistake is that people aren't taking into account when they're creating their content? So yeah, so you actually touched on this a little bit, Kate. Um, it's the idea that you think that you have to be constantly pumping out new content. Um, for me, like sometimes you can actually get better results by updating existing content. So, you know, updating a blog post to make sure like that the information is up to date, make sure that the links are still working. Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, you know, you link to an external page and, you know, they change their page or that page doesn't exist anymore. So making sure that, like, all your links are working properly and, you know, images aren't missing and, in general, that the user experience is on point. Um, because while it's good to have, like, you know, new content coming out on your website or, you know, on your social media, um, sometimes, you, you know, just tweaking that existing content that you already had that you published a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Make like, so I actually have a real world example. Um, so last year I updated a blog post for a client. I added 500 words to it and, you know, just went through, made sure all the links were working. And in just several weeks, the blog post jumped 21 spots in search results. 21 spots. Just mm-hmm. by. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> like update your content. <laughs> so and that, that's, on, that's amazing. Like. And that gets picked That's, up by search engines, you know, right? The idea that this is this is new con They're thinking it's new, even though you're just like updating it. So it's picking it back up, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, because a ranking signal, like one of the ranking signals is freshness, is content freshness. So even if you have a page that you, you know, have had on your website for a couple of years, but simply by adding more content, um, adding new links, making sure that, you know, everything is working and that, you know, you've kind of optimized the images, say like you added some old images and they're loading slow, like Google and other search engines, they're going to recognize that they're going to recrawl that page and it's going to perform better in search results. Um, It's interesting to me that you say that because I know I I have a Google sheet that I keep everything, all of my links listed for each of my blog posts, just so that I know if I go back and like I've deleted, I've decided I don't want to have that that blog post on my page anymore. Like I can go through and see what other blog posts I had linked that to and everything. How often do you feel like, um, or is there any kind of rule that people should go back and update their content you know, that they've already had on their website? Is this something, you know, they should do kind of like on a yearly basis, try to like update things and yeah, quarterly? I like, yeah, I think a yearly is a good benchmark, but it also depends on uh, the topic. So there's, you know, some evergreen topics, like that information isn't really going to change. Um, but if it's something that you're dealing more with that's like time sensitive, like, you know, for example, you had content about 
a legend or, you know, content about a holiday, like that content, um, it tends to go out of date more quickly. So it, it really depends on the topic. But if it's something that like, say, it's um, something in your business that hasn't really changed, then like, I, I would say a year is good to kind of review your content. But, but if, there has been a process that has changed in your business, then like, yeah, you need to update that content kind of right away to make sure it's up to date and, you know, everything is working as it should be. Um, for those of us who get stuck with creating content, what is your biggest tip that you can share to help kind of spark ideas? That is one of the biggest questions I get from people in my course. Like, how do you come up with Instagram posts? How do you come up with blog posts? Like, yeah. So, so tell us share with us all your wisdom. So I like to use um, actually like Google Analytics um, to kind of see what words that people are actually using to find my website. Because like we kind of have an idea of like, oh, like this is, you know, what people are using. But then when you actually look at the data, you're kind of like, oh, like it came to my website using this phrase and like, oh, I should create content for that. So I would say like I go to Google Analytics and um, search console to see like how people are actually finding websites like if like for my client and stuff I'm like what are they actually like searching for and also like seeing what they're searching on the website you know and the, like the search like functionality um, another tool that I like to use is called SEM rush it is a paid tool but um, they have this uh, content topic generator which I find very helpful and I think there's like free ones out there like uber suggest and stuff so if you have like a keyword that you uh, want to create content around um, you could use like just like the, those topic generators just to kind of like spark ideas. Um, and then also like I like to get inspired plus, like from reading books. Like I'm a big book reader and I think reading like other types of content, like it doesn't necessarily have to be like in my own field, but just like reading different stuff like uh, magazines, um, other blogs. I think expanding our what we usually like read or consume, like it can spark new ideas. So uh, kind of stepping out of my wheelhouse and seeing, you know, what other people are saying on other topics. Um, we kind of create new topic ideas. I I don't think we've heard some of these suggestions yet on this show. So I'm really excited that no, you pointed these we haven't. out. Um, but it know, makes total sense. It does. It does using Google Analytics and the Google Search Console um, in a more, you know, systematic way, like, okay, what are people using now and how can I capitalize on that? And that's something I try to stay on top of, but I probably look at it a couple times a year. Um, and then also the inspiration from other sources. I think that's something that I probably don't do as consciously as I, as I no, should. I so, don't remember the last time I read a book, sadly, and I love to read. I read a lot of news, but that's pretty much it. But then again, that's content. And so is. what is, how is it like taking mind of like, why am I clicking on that article? Why am I doing this? What's so interesting about it? Is it mm. the graphics yeah, or, like or the, the type? Videos, yeah. The videos you watch or like I've gotten into really listening to podcasts so, um, and all sorts of podcasts. Like, I don't know. I'm like into like true crime and. Oh yes. Yes. So um, just like kind of. Uh, I think rest can be a good thing. Like, and just like, not always, like if you're not always thinking about it, sometimes like that's when inspiration strikes. 
Mm-hmm. Kind of just like let your mind wander a bit um, and, you know, try to explore other creative uh, content and topics. Well, I mean, create being creative is supposed to be when people think of being creative, they think of it as like a fun thing to do, right? When you end up becoming a professional creator, whether that is, you know, what Jesse does with, you know, photography, what you do with your, you know, content marketing and SEO and blog writing. I also do blog writing, but I, you know, I have my Instagram. When you make it a job, sometimes it takes a lot of that fun out of it. It saps it out and it can become quite obvious. All of a sudden, maybe Instagram captions aren't really flowing and stuff like that. So I I agree. Sometimes it's good to take that that time and, and look to other kind of older sources. of Not that books are dead, believe me. Um, <laughs> as I said, I haven't really read a book unless you want to count last night reading Goodnight Moon. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still reading, I guess. It's still guess. content to some extent. Still, still content to some extent. Um, so you, you kind of touched on this. What are some of your other favorite tools that you would used to organize your content, create content. Like we are big fans of um, uh, Google tools, like um, the drive and everything. Yeah, that, that's what I have on my list. Google Drive and Canva are my go-to. Oh, love Canva. Um, Canva Pro like has been amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And as for like writing, I use like the Grammarly browser extension. I found that yes. really good, you know, just to make sure that like, you know, even as a writer, you know, I make typos too. So it's nice to have that like back up time to catch those. And then I also use a uh, Dupla checker. It's a free pla- plagiarism checker. So, Ooh. Uh, mm-hmm. So making sure that my con like my content's original. So um, I highly recommend you know, it doesn't have to be Dupla checker. I think Grammarly also has a plagiarism checker in their uh, wow. So, um, yeah, I recommend making sure that you're not like your content isn't uh, probably like over eight or 10 percent like copying anybody because, you know, sometimes like you're referring to other sources. So like mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be like 100 percent original, but um, you definitely don't want it to be overlapping too much with another page. Right. So when it comes to planning out your content, that's I, I hear this question a lot is you know, how far in advance do you plan your content? Do you, do you batch it? Do you not? I know it's different for everybody. I'd love to hear what, what you, what you do and what you found that works for you. Yeah. So uh, with clients, I typically do like a six month strategy. Um, Sometimes like they want a year, but I find that like a year, like things can just pop up in their business. And then like, we have to kind of like fit that into the strategy. Whereas I think six months is a good, like, it gives a structure to what we should be creating, but um, it also accounts for in the future that there might be, you know, new products or services that pop up or things that they want to promote. So, um, and it depends on the client. Like, uh, so like we will have the strategy and I will create, like create content throughout the month and we'll publish it or some clients just want all the content at the beginning of the month and then publish it. But um so yeah, it just really depends. Um, and I think, you know, some people like they find the most value from doing it all at once where, you know, for my own website, like I find it a little overwhelming to create all at once. Like I like to kind of like marinate on things and um, just see, like, make sure that uh, I'm not kind of getting overwhelmed <laughs> by doing it all at once. I like to kind of take my time. 
And it's so easy to get overwhelmed. I feel, especially these days, you know, when you're, when you're supposed to be creating content for so many different outlets, you know, social media, you know, having your own website, social media and all the, the, you know, Facebook, Instagram, now people are on TikTok, there's Clubhouse, there's, there's so YouTube, there's so much out there and you, you know, everybody wants to jump on everything, but it can be, it can be a lot. Yeah. Creating content, like takes a lot of energy and like I feel like you need to be very present um, especially if you're doing you know video content where you have to be like very present uh, while you're recording Um, so that's why I when I'm doing content for myself it is more um, like I'll have like a day or two where a week um, not a week a month where I'm like okay I'll write a blog post then but it's not like I'll have a whole eight hour day of writing blog posts so I can have it for the next like month or two uh for me like it would just be uh draining (laughs) but that's just me I'm sure other people they're like this is the only time I can get to do the content so um I'm like more power to you like I wish I was like that yeah (laughs) get it all done in one day Yeah, I've had a little bit of I've had a little bit of mix lately. It's been, you know, a little bit more haphazard because I've been so busy. But um, which to your point, having a strategy is is helpful. I feel like right now I I my strategy isn't as strong. But, um, you know, I think going with, you know, what seems right and what's attainable. um, But back to your point about the mistake, it's like when you slow down a little bit and actually think about, okay, this idea, this content topic I have, should I start it as a video? Should I do it as a blog post? Thinking about ways you can repurpose actually can save you time in the long run. So that's something I've been trying to do a little bit better because like I said, I just haven't had a lot of time to to spend on creating. So I'm trying to squeeze as much and Kate actually writes my blog posts and so I try and squeeze as much of that as I can which is great um it helps a lot so yeah and like so I always have um I have like a notes app on my phone and it's just like filled with like content ideas so if I'm on the go or like I just happen to be like you know playing outside with my dog and I'm listening to a podcast and it strikes an idea I'm like write it down so I think always having to like just some place that you can just like kind of word dump, you know, mm-hmm. down, like, you know, these content ideas, it's awesome. And then like, you can go back to, and you know, give the ideas a polish and refine them. But um, I always have a running list of ideas. And that definitely influences my strategy when I'm, you know, creating content for my business. It's so funny, because um, I f- almost feel like technology can hurt us when it comes to those those brain dumps, right? Like so often I've thought to myself, oh, I'm thinking, I'm going to think of something like I'm going to dump it into my notes app, right? And a lot of people I read, they'll like, you know, if they're thinking of something, they dump it in their notes app. I cannot tell you how many notes I have that I haven't paid attention to. And my uncle, my godfather, who's actually um, a poet, he keeps a notebook with him, like always in his back pocket. And he's not, he's not into modern technology very much at all, but he always keeps a notebook in his back pocket or by his bedside and everything. And if he wakes up or if he's all of a sudden struck by inspiration, he'll take that notebook out and he'll start writing it down like on paper and he Mm -hmm. actually commits to it. 
And so that's what I've started doing is like, I actually physically write down a to-do list and I physically write down on a piece of paper, like, you know, any ideas that I have, because it's just, I have, like, I have it on my, my Google sheet, but I need it in front of me, like on a piece of paper too. Mm-hmm. It just helps. So right. Because like, um, so I use Google calendar, but I also have a paper plan- planner. Yep. And yeah. And it has like checklists on there and I use like both. I use both the calendar and my paper planner because like sometimes just writing it out just like just helps you remember. And I think there's actual science behind that. Like when you write something out, like your memory, like memorability of that improves. So, um, so yeah, if you find that like, you know, you're putting all these ideas down into a note app, but then you end up like not looking back at it, then it's not really serving you a purpose. So yeah, give a try of like a paper planner or you know, a small notebook and write it down and use that for uh, how you record your ideas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I use a, a, a hard to-do list. So I've got my little weekly hmm. to-do and everything. Yep. So um, Veronica, where can people find you if they want to learn more about you, your services, or just check out more of what you, what you do what? the day to day? Yeah, uh, you can visit my website, which is 40veronica.com. And I'm also on most social media platforms at 40 Veronica. So um, I would say the most active place I'm on is Instagram. So give me a follow there at 40 Veronica. Well, this has been super amazing, super enlightening. I think with with your little tidbits, people can almost create this little checklist of like Mm -hmm. almost like a like an inventory of things that they can start doing to move forward. So I Thank you so much for being here. It's been really, really helpful and yes, insightful. Thank you. You're welcome. It's been great being here. Thanks for having me. All right. That was a really great episode. I love yes. learning how I can avoid mistakes when doing anything. So um, <laughs> she brought home some really simple things that we can start thinking about when it yes. comes to content creating. I love it. You know, you, you've kind of been the one to turn me on to the like three, the numbers, numbering things. Mm -hmm. So I love having it when somebody's like, I have three easy ways to do this, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, so not having a strategy. Right. That's a big one. Yeah. I think that's something that I've been working on a lot with my business. It sometimes Mm -hmm. comes you know, comes through and sometimes it doesn't. But I think the point that she made, which we've heard as a theme is about repurposing content and thinking about it before you dive into it. So having that strategy, what, what type of content is it? What platform or um, format does it make sense? And how can we repurpose it? Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's, repurposing has been a common theme um, in a lot of our shows that we've had, um, you know, when we talk with Mary Kate Gulick, that was like, a, that was the main purpose of the show was repurposing content. Yeah. Um, so anyone listening, if you're not repurposing, you need to repurpose. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if you want to, if you want to get more information on how to repurpose, you can go back and listen to, I believe it's ex- episode 15 um, and check that more of that out. Um, the other thing that I was pleasantly surprised to hear was not thinking about the user experience you know they she was saying about how you know content is king and I think there's still a lot of truth to that because if you aren't if you aren't producing high quality content people aren't going to stick around 
But if they can't get to your website or if it's not going to load quickly enough, they're not going to stay anyways. Right. Yeah, I know user experience is like a big thing. I think there's even like whole professions dedicated to user experience. And so (laughs) I know she was writing that I immediately wanted to like go figure out my website speed and all the things. I know. And and making sure that, you know, now, uh, you know, thinking about how I can ensure that my images on my website, you know, as a photographer, mm-hmm. we, we, you know, you know, you write my blog post for me, making sure those images aren't super, super large. So I think that What's was interesting about your what Squarespace, though, is like on WordPress, when I work with WordPress, I can only upload a photo that is so big, they don't allow me to upload photos more than certain dimensions. Mm-hmm. Squarespace is actually, I've noticed a lot more lenient on that. Mm-hmm. And I also haven't noticed a ton of drag time on your website. So that's good. Maybe good. Squarespace just has a, a better user experience. Ooh. Maybe they're already thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I really loved the idea that, you know, or this mistake that she pointed out is that we need to constantly think of new ideas for content when mm. you can actually just go and update some of your old content. And that does a few things, which you know, is, is, um, you know, related back to SEO when you go and you update a blog post or you go and update a page on your website or whatever, mm-hmm. it actually, you know, hits that ranking metric of, of freshness. Yeah. And we've actually talked about that when we would, when we talked about um, evergreen content, you know, um, like travel guides can be considered evergreen content, um, but you want to make sure that you keep on going back and updating them. Like if, you know, if a restaurant is closed that you originally had suggested, or, you know, maybe you had stayed at a hotel and you really recommended it. And then the next time you go and you didn't have a very stellar experience, you know, you might want to update that. Um, So it can even, even just come down to, you know, your, you know, updating out of necessity, not just what she was talking about, which was adding that 500 words to that post, but that's excellent too. Like this is, that's definitely something I need to work on is, uh, keeping everything updated and relevant mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of stuff about relevant and um the tools i mean we all love google drive we all love canva i've really gotten into grammarly especially as i get older and i'm not old but i get as i get older i'm noticing my spelling i used to be such an excellent speller not so much anymore i'm terrible so i i should actually get that and then it's the, free too for like a basic thing yeah yeah and then i i loved how she you know talked about um you know how can we think about content creating mm-hmm. content yeah um oh. you know using google analytics and google search console so instead of trying to figure out <laughs> you know, what are people wanting? What are people wanting? Go to those applications and see what people are already searching for. What are they searching to get on your website? What are they searching on your website? So I thought that that was really great. I completely am trying to change a lot of my content right now because I had one post in April that did so much better than the rest of my posts for the month. And it was about fun um, day trips north of Boston, like my audience for that day. And then the day afterwards, like quadrupled. So I'm realizing that, I mean, granted, we are talking about COVID times and people are starting to kind of come out of this haze as we're getting vaccinated. And, um, but I've noticed that now people are looking for more travel content, um, from me. So I kind of, while I had more like lifestyle and fashion, 
planned for the months of May and June and so on, I'm realizing more and more that I need to do more travel. And that's just from looking at my analytics. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's always, yes, it's always important because you can create, you can create, you can create. But if if you're not creating what people want, nobody's going to be there to read it. Right. So, um, and the other thing is taking inspiration from books and magazines. I mean, I can't tell, when I was starting my blog, I can't tell you how many books I was reading about how to start a blog. And a lot of them were talking about it, like treat it like a magazine. So then I was reading magazines. I haven't done that in so long. So I think I need to revisit those, those resources of inspiration and writing things down. I have a con the, the content planner from Kat Gaskins and it has like little stickers, which I'm never, I was like one of those girls. I don't know. Did you have the Lisa, you know, Lisa she had Frank? all the, yes. Lisa yeah. Lisa Frank. I had all the Lisa Frank stuff or like the knockoff Lisa Frank stuff. If we couldn't like afford something and like with all the stickers and everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel mm-hmm. like I'm getting back <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's like, I don't, I've never heard of this content planner. So I'm going to have to check it out. No, it's, it's, it's great for people. I mean, as a blogger, it's really great because it's, you know, you can list off. um, I don't really put like dates in it. Like I put our recordings in it, but other than that, I just put like when I'm posting a blog post, when I'm posting an Instagram post and like the details on that, when I want to go live. Um, And then obviously, you know, as the month goes on, I add stuff to it, but it really, it's, it's nice because it, it helps you to like lay everything out. That's awesome. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. They just started. Um, so again, this is May. Um, she just started selling them again. So it's the content planner. Oh. So check that out. Yep. Um, is there anything that we missed Jesse when kind of rehashing what, what Veronica had to say? No, she, she really was very succinct in all of her points. So, um, yeah. you know, feel free to anybody that, you know, wants to, what I think is great is you can literally take her, her three mistakes, make mm-hmm. a little checklist for yourself and start knocking these things off. So you can start to avoid yeah. some of these, um, you know, mistakes that we do when we're thinking about creating, uh, content. Yeah. They were definitely doable. Uh, and then in terms of finding that inspiration, you know, read some, read some more books, read, get out there and stop, maybe stop creating for a while and start doing a little reading mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. <sighs> or start listening to more podcasts. We have plenty of episodes for you to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank you for listening to this episode of cocktails and content creation. Make sure to join our Facebook group, cocktails and content creation community, and leave us a comment about what you want us to talk about. You can follow us on Instagram at cocktails and content creation. And we'd love it if you leave us a review on Apple podcasts. We do have those five-star reviews, which I love seeing. Uh, I'm Kate Andrews and you can follow me on Instagram at fashionably Kate and co. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman photos and at the brand photographer method. If you are a brand photographer or photographer looking to get into branding, Make sure to tune in next time for another great episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Until then, cheers to your next cocktail or coffee. (laughs) Or tea. And happy content creating.